Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the Fringe of It, episode number 26. I don't even know where to begin because Liv's had me in hysterics. So me and Liv, Liv and I, thought it'd be great to eat some cake before we started the podcast. And if you've ever listened to even the sound of your own voice after you've eaten a bit of cake, we were just saying the clag. <laughs> even saying that is difficult. And you've got a bit of a cold as well. I know. So apologies in advance if I can't quite hit all the syllables or embellishes on each letter because I can't reach them. I can barely open my mouth after that. Um, what was it, a tray bake from the fridge with peanut butter and chocolate in? The one we mentioned last week, I did make it yesterday before the bake-off, and then Charlotte was like, oh god, let me try it, and you tried it, and you were like, I can't talk. I literally had my mouth glued together. But let's move on, and you can tell me all about what you've been up to this week, Liv. The last, since we last recorded, I've been to Wales... I went to festival number six. Oh, yes, six. you did. How was that? It was good. It was very rainy. It was great. It was work because we were filming the whole time. So I'm doing some work at, with a company which was out there and it was really lovely, but it was very rainy and the first couple of nights I was staying in a hotel that was a little bit like Forty Towers. Do you have your very own Manuel? I would have liked that because one thing is when I Googled it, I Googled this hotel, so I typed in da-da-da hotel. The third thing that came up on Google when I went to send it to my mum was did a hotel ghost. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. I would not have stayed there in a million years. So base, well, this is what happened. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I got to Bangor Station and I got, got a cab and my taxi driver um, was very pleasant. He was chatting the whole way and the one thing he said, he was like, because there was no signal in this car, it was very dark and he was like, I'm going to keep talking to you because if I don't talk, you're going to think I'm a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ha, ha 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 So bearing in mind, I'm on my way to this hotel which has an alleged ghost and 
then there's this taxi journey and I'm just like what am I going to do when I get there and I got there and that was really skimming over this taxi ride um I won't go into too much detail it was fine it was fine it was just interesting conversation I got into this room and there was a single bed by the door and a huge double bed there were so many mirrors there was a chandelier oh no and I was just like I feel like I can see the chandelier shaking oh in the night do you know already. what I was literally so I'm the most nervous person you'll ever meet and one of the people who's also working on the project that I was out there for, I, te- I nearly texted them. I had their number up and I was going to say, I'd I met them for about 10 minutes prior to this for the first time. Can I time. sleep in your bed? Literally, I was going to say, oh, by the way, I've got a spare bed in here. If you'd like to come and join me. Because I was just like, I can't sleep in here all night. So I put all the lights on, which as you can imagine, made it quite difficult to sleep. <laughs> um, I'd... Was there no lamps? Or did you just feel better with all the lights on? All the lights. Okay, um, there were There were lots of lamps as well, but they were just a bit like moody. And then I put on Channel 4, and this is something I'm actually going to discuss on the telly talk section, but Orangutan Jungle School was on. So I was in my element, and I literally put my head under the covers, faced the wall. and Faced the wall? Oh my God, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> and I felt like I kept waking. Do you only wake up, and you're like, have I been asleep? Because all the lights were on, I was like, have I been asleep for five minutes, five hours? And that happened all night. And it was just exhausting. And I've nearly got a twitch in my eye from this story. Please, please wrap it up, because it's... it's... Not, not inspiring me in any way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to share. It was, in, it was an interesting, it was really lovely. The festival was great. Amazing food. We saw Friendly Fires. My favourite poet, Luke Wright, was there. So it was really good. It was a really nice experience. And also this week, um, on a slightly less sinister note, I started um, the Insecure Girls Club. That has launched with a bang. And I don't, I feel like, I, I feel like I never do this. I never kind of do honk, it, do it. honk this... my own horn. Um, but I will do because I didn't expect it to go down as well as it has but if you haven't heard or seen it which is likely but also unlikely because I cannot believe how many followers it has already there's some more out there you can get some more followers go on go on plug it plug it um it's a platform I've launched which is separate to my Instagram and it's basically a space for women to talk about their insecurities and vulnerabilities in a space that is connecting you with other like-minded women and just being really open about all the things that we feel a bit unsure about or a bit wobbly with and, there and you're was... doing some interviews on over there aren't yeah you? so I'm doing little interviews with people um I've asked for submissions so there's loads of great stories I'm going to share and I just want it to be a really nice inspiring space that makes people feel less alone and makes the world feel a bit smaller I love it already and how um how can people find you so people can find it's only on Instagram at the moment so it's instagram.com forward slash the insecure girls club or if you're not viewing it on a desktop just go to the insecure girls club yeah that's <laughs> instagram.com you know you, you catch you catch my drift so yeah that's all there which is really exciting so hopefully in the next few weeks there's going to be more over there keeping me busy but that's what I've been up to what about you what have you been up to I have been looking after June she's not been very well oh. so she was off nursery for two weeks that nursery was closed but the problem with that is when they go back they get ill because right. I don't know what it is about other kids' germs. <laughs> kids are generally allergic to other kids. They just <laughs> oh, can't <God>. cope. <laughs> so it happened when she first started nursery, and, and this same thing happened again. So Saturday and Sunday, she was stuck to me like glue, which is lovely. Like She's really cuddly, but you can't do anything. It's really yeah. frustrating for her. Um, and then she didn't sleep for three nights in a row, so I thought I had a newborn again. And I was just like, how do I? You're looking good for it, though. There's a lot of concealer. She did sleep well <laughs> last night. So I've left her with my mum and she's she's on the mend. She's um, having loads of sleep because I think she, her body's recovering. Ooh. So I haven't done anything that I was supposed to do. And you just ha- kind of have to just resign yourself to the fact there's no point fighting it. So what I decided to do to cheer myself up <laughs> was 
just tell everyone about what we what we vaguely talked about last week, which was potentially me getting married. Oh. But it's out there now. The cat's out the bag. Oh my um, God. You obviously you know about it, but Jack and me, Jack and I, I'm really trying with this whole grammar thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, went to look at a wedding venue a couple of weeks ago, um, and it's the only one we've been to look at because it's the only one I could see ourselves getting married in. We've always. We've been engaged for four years and we said we were going to elope, but I've just been to loads of weddings recently and I keep thinking, I want the party. Yeah. And me and Jack both both have said it. And I think there's a few people who we thought were gonna, was going to be at our wedding, you know, when you imagine it when you're younger and, yeah. and they're no longer with us. And I just thought, you know what? Life's too short. I can't be off saving for a house. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be so blatant um, about that. But I'm just, you know, I, I just feel we've been together 10 years and... Um, I just feel both of us feel like it's the right the right thing to do. So I've just been doing wedmin. Oh my god, how have you found it so far? Oh my god, it's like the best thing that's ever happened to me. I have got a bridezilla inside of me. Oh my god. Are you finding it stressful at all? Not yet. Yeah. Only because not yet. Not yet. Only because I've only been doing it for a week. So we've got the venue, <laughs> the registrar. Oh my god, we've not got one of those yet. Potential caterer who's not on the preferred list. But I think the thing is because I'm in the industry that I'm in, I already know who I want to do invitations I know who wants to do the flowers photographer's tricky mm. because I know you've got yours but I do, I do find that tricky but um yeah I think I've just always been been ready for a big giant party so it's, it's been inside of you for a while yeah definitely brewing so <laughs> <laughs> I think because we did get engaged four years ago maybe subconsciously I've been planning this you've been like along. mentally noting down suppliers you'd really like yeah exactly so I've, I've hit the launch wedding button the next autumn on a weekday Ooh. my friend said why are you doing that and I was like because it's 500 quid cheaper yeah that's why every little helps well yeah because Jack said oh let's do it on a weekend and I said yeah but if we spend 500 pounds like moving it to a weekend then we can't have this and I'm waiting for a spreadsheet from my friend um Ooh. can't wait for that have you got a spreadsheet Jane's done a spreadsheet oh, nice yeah yeah it does help when you plan it out but you get you get carried away I'm already like there's details that I just need to just rein it back in but when you've thought about your dress my mum, I mean, I'm excited. My mum just won't stop. Oh, my God. She's like, what about this? I got to bed. My mum's been staying with me for a couple of nights because uh, Jack's away. And um, it's just been really tiring look after, looking after June. And I get into bed and there's my mum. I'm like, mum, I thought you went to sleep like an hour ago. She hasn't. She's gone upstairs and she's on Instagram. And then she gets in bed. She's like, what about this for a cake? What about this for decorations? I've thought about this. What about this? And I'm like, mum. Oh, my God. I appreciate your help. Like, the stuff you show me is lovely. But calm yourself down, woman. <laughs> she, I might have been subconsciously planning it for four years. But she's been subconsciously planning it for 32. I was going to say, since the day you were born. <laughs> Literally. Like, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my week in a nutshell. That sounds exciting, though. I had to do something. I, I, I knew that we were going to tell Instagram but it was it was really nice yeah I felt the love oh I guess that's it when you've been engaged for a while it's almost like reviving that moment we were like yeah "Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like actually because you can just be like oh we've been together for so long what's the point but actually actually, I'm quite excited then you start looking at all the things you like and the reasons you're together and oh "Hmm, that's it makes me make make noises like that (laughs) (laughs) let's move on to telly talk what have you been watching this week? So, I have been stuck to the city. You may think that I would have had loads of things to tell you, but like a poorly child, I revert to Grace and Frankie when I'm... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I've been watching Grace and Frankie, which I need to stop. But I did watch To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Oh, was that good? It was good, but 
I'm at the point now where, and I, I, I saw this coming when you watch kind of teen, teen rom-coms, at what point do you relate to the teen and at what point do you relate to the parent? Oh God, are you in limbo? Well, the, the dad is Aidan from Sex and the City, who I'm sure has an actor name, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> and I gasped, I was like, oh, Aidan, and he's all grey. and So I was already relating to him. And yeah. Yeah, a lot of the things that happened I, I was, as a parent, I was like, oh my God had a twitch in my eye but the decor was was great in the girl's room I can't remember her name but it was very a bit of it was very Donna Sheridan Ooh. a nice blue wall with it with a mural Ooh. It made, made me think a little bit Mamma Mia vibes okay I'll watch it then <laughs> but yeah that was good there was a few like Wes Anderson-y type shots in it not loads but it, it was it was quite aesthetically pleasing um, but the other thing that I watched obviously we'll talk about Bake Off in a minute is Bridget Jones's Baby I thought you were going to say bodyguard then. And I was oh, like, no, I did. I watched it for you. Did you watch all of it? No, we didn't. So we started watching it and this was when June wasn't well and then she interrupted it after 20 minutes. Did you enjoy it? Well, I wouldn't say enjoyed the first 10 minutes. I knew Great what happened. Thing, so I, I was right. Jack nearly worked on it. So I kind of knew what happened. Um because he didn't read the script and, and tell me, because that's confidential. We didn't know 100% what happened, but I kind of knew what the opening scene was. Yeah. And um, Jack filmed filmed me secretly and put it on the internet, because I was on the edge of my seat. Oh, my God. Did you, but do you think it was good? Yeah, no, I'm going back in. I'm going good. back in, but I've got to wait for Jack to come back from work. Oh, you have to wait for him? Mm, unfortunately. Oh, okay. But don't worry, I'm, I'm in. Okay, I'm good. Thank goodness. Okay. Okay, back to Bridget Jones. Back to Bridget Jones' baby. Um, so, you know, Netflix sends you the emails and say, you might be interested in this new film we've uploaded. I am interested, Netflix. Yeah. Um, so the first time I watched it, I was pregnant. And honestly, I thought I was going to die from laughter. I was in the cinema. I was on my own. And no, actually, was I with people? But they didn't know I was pregnant. I can't remember. But there is a point where, like, I couldn't breathe. There was tears streaming down my face. I couldn't see. One person messaged me. This isn't funny. Said she actually choked on popcorn and had to leave. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's not funny. Um, but I, I watched it thinking, is this as funny as I remember? And. <gasps> I loved it when I saw it for the first time. Mum thought she hadn't seen it. Turns out she has seen it. But Mum's got quite a loud laugh. And I was like, Mum, you've got to be quiet. Jean's asleep. And she's quite a light sleeper at the moment. We both laughed so hard we woke her up. Oh, my God. When I first saw it, that was the time where I first met Colin Firth. You've seen that picture. When did you meet Colin Firth? I went to the premiere. Do I remember this? I feel like you must because the picture I have with him is unforgettable. I met Colin Firth when I worked at Paul Smith. Yours is going to be a better claim. Well, not really. So when I worked at Paul Smith, Paul Smith has like loads of like fancy celeb mates. <gasps> and every now and again, he would just knock on the door of the marketing office and just fling it open and there'd be someone really famous stood there. Oh my God. One day he did that. Colin Firth was stood there. I nearly fell off my office chair. Wow. He was like, hi, everyone. This is Colin. Oh, my God. We are welcome to any more contributions. If you have met Colin Firth, we do want to know about it. Yeah, and I... Oh, those those brown eyes. I mean, you've got brown eyes, but his are, his are another level. Oh, well... Can you not find your picture of Colin Firth? No, no, I'm disappointed that you said my eyes aren't as nice as his. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm drawing a line under this Colin Firth picture finding. I finally watched I, Tonya. What? Did you think? I bloody love that film. It's so good. I love the soundtrack. Soundtrack oh. was incredible. It's all I've listened to since I watched it, which was months ago. So good. Like, I know I've talked about it several times, but go on Spotify. There's an official one. Not interested in the official soundtrack. You have to listen to, like, the curated playlist. By the individual. 
about the individual. I don't know who did it, um, but I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's brilliant. I also watched a rag. Well, I have been watching. I actually was meant to mention this last week, but I think I got so carried away with everything else that's been on. There TV. was too much. There's too been much too to talk much about. on TV. Um, it was Orangutan Jungle School. I need to watch it. What channel is it on? It's on four. I think it's finished now, but they'll all be on catch up. How many episodes? Mm, maybe four. I've got five. so much TV. It's just this, my dad was like, Liv, every episode is the same. And I was like, Daryl, no, they're all so different. What happens? Where is it? Where is it set? In Borneo. Oh, sorry, filmed. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it is set in this place. All these orangutan actors. There's all these different orangutans. There's Benji, there's Valentino, Kira. I don't know. There's. No, it's not Kira. This isn't a quiz. I haven't started a quiz. <laughs> Don't put yourself under so much but pressure. But basically, the ones their orangutans have either lost their parents in the jungle that have been affected by poachers. They've all got a really... they all got sad tales. All got sad tales. Oh, um, worse than X Factor. <laughs> worse than X Factor. I know. Go in with Kleenex. <laughs> oh, go in with Kleenex. I thought you were making a reference to the X of X Factor, and I was like, I've not heard this trendy new phrase. <laughs> It's absolutely amazing. So there's like lots of different stages to the school before they put them back into the wild. But it's honestly the most heartwarming program. Joe and I just sit there and we're like, oh god, this because they're so close to human as well. They have all these little characteristics, little quirks, and personality traits that you just kind of become enamoured with, and you're like, they are so like us. Yeah, I need to watch that. Definitely. It's amazing. I said to Joe, I was like, for our honeymoon, I want to go to Borneo, and I think he's like, one thing at a time. Let's yeah, calm down. <laughs> one calm minute down. you're like, let's go to Greece and just sit by a pool. They're like, let's go rescue orangutans in Borneo. <laughs> If you, if you do want to go hang out with the orangutans, maybe bring them on back. That'd be great. I mean, I think that would. Be... Yeah. Is that legal? I think so. I'll ad- you can adopt them though. The other day, oh, when I was in my you? scary hotel room, I was, lo- I was trying to cheer myself up, and I was looking on the website. You can adopt all the ones featured in the series. I bet they are very well loved animals now that they've been on the TV. Celebrities. Celebrities. <laughs> I wonder if they do signings. No, no meter grids, guys. No meter grids. Also, I'm gonna. I don't want to talk about everything you spoke about last week because obviously I don't want it to get samey. But did you see first dates last night? Oh no, and I'm really cross. So I downloaded it on the 4OD app to watch on the way here. But on the way here, I had to prepare questions for our guest that is sat waiting for us to, to interview in the waiting room. <laughs> so I'm saving it for my train home. But I'm desperate to find out what. Happens. Okay. All I'll say, I'll say two words. For can people. we give? Can we give it some context? Okay, but obviously, amazing, amazing. Lauren Mahon was on there, who was an absolute credit. She was so amazing. Um, credit to you, you. <laughs> credit to herself. Oh. She was just absolutely fantastic. But there was a couple on there called Roz. I think it's Adrian, Roz and Adrian, and just keep an eye out for them because they were outstanding. I'm desperate. Like, well, we can't talk about it because I need to know the outcome. Okay, but we'll we'll discuss this. It's going to be like a, I know, a I know. Room. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to kind of put some structure into telly talk because there's... we're referring to episodes left, right, and centre. Yeah. Okay. Bake off. I've got my bake off notes. Okay. Let's do it quick. Let's do it. Should we do, so, a, should we do a one a bake off minute? So we haven't talked about episode two. I think we'll just carry on as we are from last night. So otherwise, we're going to get so far behind. Right. Okay. I I've written some notes. Okay. What but, are your what what are your top thoughts? line? Bread week is my fave. Yeah. Jack used to have that haircut that Noel's now got. Uh, let me Noel's hair. Noel's got a hair wardrobe, like a shirt wardrobe. Every week he has a, a new hairstyle. Well, I'm like, I thought you'd cut it, and now it's come back. I don't understand. Yeah, well, he's kind of like Lego. Maybe just like clips it off and clips it on. It's just, it's amazing. Kim Joy taking her boyfriend kitten bread to work. <laughs> that, that was supposed to be my highlight because I was like, if, if I went into Joe's work, if he worked in a shop, and I went in with cake modelled as cats, Joe would be like, leave. Yeah, but. <laughs> 
her boyfriend was just ecstatic. I know, and I was like, what a lovely relationship. Your boyfriend doesn't want to slap you. What, kitten bread? Kitten bread. Anytime Kim Joy wants to come round to my house and bring me kitten bread. And also, did you see Raul was delivering delivering cakes, like, in the intro? Is he... Does he know the people he's delivering cakes I just, to? I love, I love these, like, narratives they create. I'm like, they must be real. Yeah. And, like, this is, like, another, like, world parallel to this earth, where it's, like, Bake Off Earth. <laughs> yeah. People just do nice things, like, deliver cakes to strangers. Did you see Manon and her housemate in matching pyjamas sat eating croissants? Yeah, this doesn't happen. I mean, if I... I just think all these situations, you'd get arrested. Arrested? <laughs> Maybe not arrested, but you'd be reported that there's a strange woman walking down the high street with cakes just running into strangers. Do I keep an eye on this woman? Like, it just... I know what you mean. It's kind of like the fairyland of cakes. Who's I... your favourite this week? Who, who, who are you still rooting for the same... Well, no, I'm furious. <laughs> I'm furious because the person that I love the most is gone, and I can't say who it is because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I mean, but you have to spoil it week on week because otherwise, how many weeks until you can actually deliver? Fine, what? I'm furious that Anthony's gone. I'm furious. Oh, the beard. Right, I think Terry should have gone, in all honesty, not Anthony. Yeah, no, do you know? It's losing its shine for me, Bake Off, just a little bit. Why? I'm not down with the change. I know that it's been, I need to go The change, it. the change. We can't speak about but, the change. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think maybe I just need to wait until until people have been whittled away. Yeah, I feel like when it when the when the heat it gets the pressure gets on, that's when it gets good because they have that moments like Bingate. Yeah, but Raoul, Star Baker two weeks in a row. I, I think he just needs some affirmation cards and someone to walk around with him to boost his positivity and confidence and I will happily He's volunteer. He's like, I do see myself in him. I'm just <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he needs to be a member of the Insecure Girls Club because I feel like, I'm like, come on, you've got it. Don't yes. doubt yourself. Star Baker twice in a row. Yeah. That's impressive, Raoul. Ruby came back, pulled, pulled it out of the Ruby bag. gets a haircut where I get my hair Does cut. She? Yeah, because I was in the hairdressers and they were like, oh, Ruby comes in here and I was like, ooh. Her hair is... It's very good. It's very good, isn't it? Very strong. What's next week? Oh, Roulard. Something to do with the Roulard. I think it's, it can't be just Roulard I don't think week. it's Roulard week. <laughs> There's another baking show on Channel 4 before Bake Off, like around five o'clock. And I was like, Ooh. Around five o'clock. I thought you were going to say like seven. No. Oh, yeah, like, well, a few hours before. But I'm like, two baking shows in one day? Who's watching that one? Well, me when I'm ill. What, what's, what do they do? I don't know. It's, it's like, it's a bit over the top. It's like, it's almost a bit Dutch American. It's like when they bake these big cakes and it's all singing or oh, dancing. Oh, like Cake Boss? Maybe. Don't know what that is. You've never watched Cake Boss? Right, we haven't no. got time to talk about Can I talk about, about one boss? more thing that I've been watching? It's not been on telly, it's been on Instagram. Okay, go, go, go. Do you follow Mrs. Hinch? No. Oh, my God. So this week, this explains the weird arm fitness thing in my um, dining room. Oh, yeah, Liv has uh, what essentially <laughs> can be described as a steering wheel for a car <laughs> on her dining room chair. <laughs> Oh God, that's exactly what it is. Um, so this week I was hearing a lot of people talk about this lady called Mrs. Hinch. And they were like, do you follow Mrs. Hinch? And I was like, I don't know who this is. And apparently, it's, well, apparently I know, it's this woman on Instagram who is obsessed with cleaning. Like, obsessed with cleaning. And she has, like, cupboards full of cleaning products. Every night she's just on Insta stories documenting the things she's cleaning. Mrs. Hinch available for hire. My house is an absolute shit And it's amazing. And she's, like, super glam. Like, she doesn't really show her face. But when she does, I was like, oh, my God, she's, like... I didn't... I don't know what I expected. I think I expected a a character like Mrs. Doubtfire. Whereas she's this super glam, blonde, amazing... Like Glamazon. Glamazon. How, how oh my goodness, I? her handle's amazing. So if you want to find her on Instagram, it's Mrs. Hinch Home underscore X underscore. Yeah. 
And she's got 243,000 followers in like three weeks. She's got 244,000 now. Yeah, in like two weeks. But it's just so satisfying. And what I learned this week is when you put fabric softener in with some water and you can clean your white walls. It gets rid of all the stains. How has she got this many followers? Do you because they're is... stories. Because they're just so enthralling to watch. Do you think this is done through a PR company? Oh, I've no. got the same baskets as her. That's how I. That's how I organise my cleaning products. Yeah, but it's just no. She loves. She just loves cleaning. Loves cleaning. Um, hang on. So how is this related to the steering wheel that's downstairs? Oh, because she was like she was talking about how she keeps her arms toned, and I was like, I felt like I fell hard. I was like, if Mrs. Hinton, I was like, I don't want it, and then I bought it. I just bought this weird steering wheel. <laughs> You've been hashtag influenced. I was, and she was like, you put a swipe up link, and I was like, easy. <laughs> the That's like, the most random thing I've heard all week. <laughs> Joe was like, what is that? And I was like, it's going to make me get really fit. Have you seen this? But surely Mrs. Hinch's arms are toned because she does so much cleaning. <laughs> well, that too, but just walking around the house, like, <laughs> it's like shaking. Okay, maybe you can document your progress. I will pop it in the um, the description on Acast if anyone else wants to keep their arms toned. Back to the notes, back to the notes. Right, we need to cover, we still need to cover shopping and fridge fantasy. Okay, we'll be real quick. Right. Okay, we have a guest waiting, so we're going to very briefly move on to shopping. Yeah. Well, actually, I've only bought two things. Okay. The, the dress that I'm wearing, which That's I nice. feel a little bit like Nancy from Oliver. It, when, you, when you had your lace-up boots when you came in, and because you've got tights on underneath, you yeah. are, and you had a Baker Boy hat on, which is all coming together. <laughs> Who will buy you know this what? wonderful morning? The weirdest thing was, when Charlotte arrived at my door, she doesn't even have a bag, she's like an empty bowl of porridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, but yeah. I'm I don't know what to say. It was um, cab- it's cabbages and roses. It's a big, really heavy linen smock dress with little pink roses on. I'm really not describing it well, but it finally I watched it all season and it went in the sale. And as I said, I think I said last week, I watched it until it went on to its final reductions, and I bought it and I love it and it's staying. And I finally made the plunge and bought my fluffy Birkenstocks, so Ooh. they should be. They should be there when I get home. I'm glad you didn't wear those with everything. <laughs> that would have been a look. You've got jeggings, you've got this, you've got a bacon. I've got a lot of clothes on right now. It, it's a mood, isn't it? It's a vibe. <laughs> but that's all I've been buying. I've been quite controlled. Wow. They, they were considered purchases, ones I've been thinking for quite some time. I'm proud of you. What about you? I, this week, well, I've been getting very excited about one thing, and that is the Shrimps for Habitat collection. Oh, yes. Oofed. So if you're not familiar with Shrimps, she is an amazing designer who just does like almost Grayson Perry-esque kind of illustrations and the pearly bags and faux fur. And she just does a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, she's cool. Um, and she's done a collaboration with Habitat on um, some homeware. And there's a couple of pillows and there's some bedding, which some of it is quite bright. It's quite funky, as you know, you, you might say. But One it's, might say. No, it's absolutely gorgeous. And the cushions are yeah, the cushions look really good, but I can't, I can't get any more cushions. June started using my velvet cushions as as a teething device. Oh, so thanks, June. That's shopping in a nutshell. Shopping in a nutshell. Should we move on to fridge fantasies? Just kind of go with caution, people, because I haven't bought it for a year because of, because I. I, I, I can't be around it. And that is the share and chair. Share and, I can't even talk about it. Share and chair. Share and tear Chelsea bun from, it's like a cinnamon bun, Chelsea bun with a, a cream cheese frosting from Tesco. I was thinking about Chelsea buns last night because I thought, I don't know if I actually like them. Well, this is like more a cinnamon bun, but basically okay, like it those. comes from Tesco and it comes in, 
in this black packet, I mean, firstly, the packaging is not good for the environment, so don't buy it. Secondly, you won't want to share it with anybody. And thirdly, you'll probably eat it in one sitting, which is quite outrageous. So they're best not even packing it and just leaving it in store yeah, for people just... to just eat without the packaging. No waste. And you eat all yourself. Um, and last time I bought one was a year ago, and I vowed not to buy one again because they were just too good. And June was ill, and I sent Jack out and was like, go get me one of them tear and share things from Tesco. Tear and shares. Um, and it was great. And then my friends came round. I had a little bit of a dinner party, which we ate cross-legged on the floor in my living room. How bohemian. <laughs> so bohemian. And my friend brought round some Monty Bojangles dusted truffles. And it's oh finally... my God, that sounds fancy. Yeah, it's finally dusted truffle season again. But a little complaint, Monty Bojangles, anybody that's listening, is their packaging. They used to have like all the truffles in one packet, but now they start individually wrapping the truffles. Oh, a bit like Ferrero Rocher's. Yeah, but it's not necessary. It's not. It's a bit wasteful, isn't it? Yeah, so I'm actually... Especially when they're that small, you're just like popping them away. Exactly. So I think I'm going to have to send an email to Monty Bojangles. Um, (laughs) Is that his name? Yeah, Mr. (laughs) Mr. Monty. And the other thing that my friend brought around was the Montezuma, which I've never heard of before but i've seen the packet and they're peanut butter truffle balls wow they're like dark chocolate a bit sweet a bit savory can't really decide if i like them but before you know it you've eaten the whole packet lord yeah they're the things that i've been eating this week but all sugar related to balance that out i've been trying my hardest to get my five a day Uh, how's that going uh, yesterday it went well i had six wow today so far i've eaten nothing but i have got an apple and orange in my bag and there's still about nine hours left of the day nine hour awake hours nine hour <laughs> nine awake hours in nine awake hours left what is your five a day is it five a day or seven a day now have they gone to ten a day oh come on it's five yeah do you, how do you do your five a day how do i eat them no well how do you do do you I, sometimes I, well i tend to have like, a bit of fruit on my breakfast or two so it's one to two at breakfast mm. then one at lunch so i'm always about three by lunch and then if i can have like meat and cheese fridge for dinner then I get my next two. I had a curry last night with peas and broccoli and knitted the rice just so I could get my five Peas in. and a curry. Oh, peas go with everything. Frozen peas are my favourite thing. There's a joke. Look at your face. Do you hate frozen peas? No. I just don't like certain, certain things shouldn't be in certain things, like in spaghetti, like when you see a carrot in a spaghetti and I'm like, what are you doing with that? Adding sweet, sweet flavour. Carrot. So, okay. All right. Lovely. So glad to know you get your five a day. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or 
Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. <laughs> right, we're going to wrap it up because we have a guest in the house. Our first ever guest. Today, in our very high-tech setup, when I say high-tech, lives practically sat on our guest's lap. Um, we have the very inspirational Gina Martin. So Gina is an activist, a writer, and an all-round lovely human. And over the past year, Gina has campaigned to make upskirting a sexual offence. Gina's going to tell us more about it, but after attending British Summertime at Hyde Park last year, two men took a photo of Gina's skirt. And Gina has changed the world ever since. But I'm going to hand over to the lovely lady herself who can tell you a bit more about you and what you do. Yes. So yeah, a year ago that happened and then I was very angry about it. And then um, I was sort of going to do that thing where you just kind of ignore ignore it and hope it goes away. And then I got even more angry about it because I found out that it's not a sexual offence in England. But it is in so England. the police were quite lovely when you went, uh, yeah. or, like when you went to them and said this has happened, but they said there's nothing, there's nothing we can yeah. do. Yeah, they were dead kind, but they couldn't help me. Yeah. Really. And then um, I looked into the law and then I just did that thing where I was sort of like so bored of stuff like that happening that I was like, I'll just try and change the law then, which was when I look back a mental thing to think, but it's kind of worked, so I'm glad I did. <laughs> Such a refreshing outlook to have, because I think a lot of people probably have that outlook and go, fucking change the law. Yeah. And then just sit back and let it happen. Yeah, and I think I, that's probably why, because I've done that with so much other stuff. You know, like growing up so much crap happens and you're like, oh God, it's just part of life. Yeah, who am, yeah, like, who am I it. to change the world? I won't be able to do it. And then it was, yeah, it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I was like, no, I'm not doing this again. Like, I can't even stand in a field without, like, what is wrong with people? I'm so bored of this shit happening. So then that's why I sort of, and I thought I'll give it a go. I didn't know how far I'd get with it, but I was like, I'll give it a go. And then just accidentally tripped over it and just so, wouldn't stop doing it for like a year. And now it's almost there. So what kind of spurred you on? Like, where did you begin navigating your way to make? like to make the giant steps because I just I wouldn't know where to begin no it was huge a huge thing to think about so I kind of started with well what actually happened is I put a picture on Facebook of me and Stevie my sister who I was at the concert with and they were behind us in the picture I'd realized I'd taken this picture oh, okay, just before yeah. they'd done it so I put that on Facebook and I kind of put a red circle around their faces and I was like these guys you know did this and the law can't help me and the police couldn't help me and I don't know what to do and I kind of just wanted to embarrass them because I was so bored of like then nothing's going to happen to them. I, I'm like... You've been embarrassed. Embarrassed, humiliated, and a mess. And also we had a fight. Like we had a physical fight when it happened. I was like terrified. And then nothing happens to these guys. They just carry on doing it to people. So I put this up and well, then... Well, that could have been what they were there for the whole day. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? they could, and that's could what have been their fun. Yeah, they found like 10,000 f- uh, photos on a school teacher's uh, phone of the kids he teaches like three weeks ago. No way. Like it's mental. Oh my God. So I put this picture up and then... Um, and then it just went viral. I like sent it to a bunch of friends and said, can you share this? And then it went viral on Facebook and Twitter. And then Facebook got in touch with me and were like, take this down. It's <gasps> against community guidelines. It's harassment. And then the police were like, this is harassment. And then I was like, rolled my sleeves up and I was like, are you effing kidding me? This is ridiculous. And that's when I got really pissed off. Yeah. So I kind of looked into the law, which is so not like me. I'm an arts major. Like I basically Googled like, what is a law? I was, was going like, to say, where do you Google the law? I don't even, like I... I realise you can find every single, pretty much every single law is public property. Oh, okay. And like even bills that are going through Parliament and then the process of Parliament and everything is on the government website. So I just did 
heaps of research like I was doing like my dissertation or something I just sat down for hours wow. well that's interesting to note yeah that everything is on the government's website so any lo- anything that's happening yeah. in the world right now you can find all that it has yeah. to be public information and I think we assume it's not mm. we have no way of finding it out or any kind of ownership of any of that stuff but you can find it all so I basically found out the current law and then I looked at um different laws uh, in Europe and Scotland is a sexual offence so I was like this makes no sense Scotland dishing out the tampons birth boxes um, kilts that's why because men it happened to men oh okay uh, that's, 10 years ago oh okay that's that, wow that's, it happened to men so it's against the I law I know basically yeah because it's culturally happening to men a lot they made it against the like 2008 yeah and then I basically did petition got those people to sign it to ask the question why is this not a sexual offence and then I kind of packaged that up and sold it to TV stations to get them to look at the issue not even thinking I would go on the show but just like can like basically investigative journalism, really mm. expecting them to then look into it. But because so, it happened to me, they got me on. And that's sorry, I'm probably asking really, but I'm just fascinated. No. So, what did you do? Just go find the email to pitch to a TV station. I just and, found producers. Yeah, and just all said, the channels. This is what's happening. Yeah, and so this happened to me. It's not a sexual offence here. It is in Scotland. Look at these are the posts I did. Look how viral it's gone. Look how many people are interested in this. Do you not want to talk about this? And they were like, Yeah, of course they do. And it was because it was a victim because it happened to me. They were mm. like, Human story. So then I could package it that way, and then I yeah, just did all that. That's and then amazing. I got serious after that. And wow. then you were on this morning with Phil and Holly. Tell, Tell us like, more about this morning. Oh my god, they're actually best friends. They're like Are they best actually? Friends. Yeah, they're so cute. Like they came on to do their first piece, and um, Holly, they sat down. They were like waiting for the, the cameras to go on. They were like oh. hugging, and I was like, oh my god, they love each other, and they're just lovely people. Aren't they the best stories when you hear that about like famous people? Makes me really yeah. happy. Meet your heroes. They're really nice. No, people say don't meet your heroes do because they're lovely. Unless Holly, Holly, unless it's Morrissey. <laughs> What was the hardest part of all this? Was it was it keeping the momentum, like keeping the belief that I there think, was an end destination? Or yeah, I think probably just I think just the mental capacity to do it was the hardest part because the politics is incredibly difficult. I mean, it's a crazy place to be, and I've, I've I mean, it's just not a world that I, I understood when I started, and I do now, but it's just mind blowing. But it's, it's having to go into it, sorry to, to get in without, there, yeah, without experience. It's like almost when you apply for jobs when you're coming out of school, it's like experience wanted it's like well how do I get the experience and it's like having to literally dive into a whole new world and go in confidently because you have something you're passionate about yeah and And that's that's hard man because also you don't I don't belong in those spaces do you know what I mean like I know I mean you do belong but the people that are in there think that you don't belong exactly and I didn't grow up like I mean I remember going into the house of lords uh, for one of the readings and a guy walked past me and said you know this place is like floor to ceiling painted and like handmade floors and it's got like you know, 18 foot statues of men all around it and they carry a gold staff in every time they go in and this guy went, oh, this reminds me of my school behind me. <laughs> Where did you go to, do you know what I mean? These yeah. people are from a different yeah, level yeah. of society and I just don't belong there and going in there and not being intimidated and being able to hold my own and do my job and being in these huge meetings with like these politicians and a, you know, 40 foot table, like it's terrifying and that was really hard to get over at the beginning. I have an incredible lawyer so like he made it a lot easier And how did me. you meet him? Like what did you go on? Like Tinder for lawyers? <laughs> yeah, swiped right on. I don't, I've never been on Tinder is right the right way. I don't, I I don't no look idea. at us two. Oh we haven't God. got a clue. Like 20 years between us. I don't even like know. Like, I have no idea. Yeah, I went on Twitter. So when I was doing the most media, like all the first news stations, mm. I just realised I was kind of shouting like, this thing should happen, but then not actually doing it. I was just yeah. going like, this should be a sexual offence. Like, okay, well, who's doing going to do it then, Gina? Yeah. Like, go and do it. So I was like, okay, I have to get serious. So I looked into all, like, right, there's a charity called Rights Info where you can find out all your, like, human rights, basically, that you have. And, like, uh, it's just, I looked at a lot of law charities and did a lot of research. And I put a, um, a call out for a lawyer on Twitter, tagged those people. And a bunch of people got back, all guys, and they were like, oh, this is a problem. Like, I've wanted to do this for ages. I'm going to do this. 
and Ryan got in touch and was just like, hi, I think it's amazing what you're doing. Like, I'm a lawyer and I'd love to help you, however, even if it's just coffee and a chat. You just knew from the tone. Sometimes you yeah. know, you got, you got told you, doesn't it? He's brilliant. It? And I went to meet him and then it's just been like incredible ever since. He's great. I admire you endlessly for the confidence to be able to do it all. And I know that you've said it's been such a challenge, but just... Like, it's all these different situations which people dread, like, going into having, like, meetings with yeah. people. Like, that's a normal, like, that's an office situation, but doing it with some of the most powerful people in the country when you're out, like, it's just... It's so it hard. It blows my mind. And I never like, really walked in there feeling, like, confident ever. I just, I think it's just, I did that thing where I, like, because I wear really uh, powerful, colourful clothing. And I'd, like, wear, like, a red suit and go in, and it was, like, immediately they assume I'm confident. So yeah. they're just like, oh, hey, because I've got it this. You make it. Yeah, and that's all I did the whole time. I was terrified and I was shaking in meetings and stuff at the beginning. Now I've got confident. Now I know that we've done the right work. And I know, and they respect me a lot now and my lawyer. And we have a really good working relationship with the government and the Ministry of Justice. And that's really good. But at the beginning, it was really hard. Like, it was really hard to get into those spaces. But I think you have to kind of do it to show yourself you can because you're actually far more resilient than you think you are. Yeah. And this has shown me that I am. I wouldn't have thought I could have done it in the beginning. Oh, it's, it's, like, although I've spoken to you before and I know you and I've interviewed you, I, I, every time I'm just I've like... I've got goose pimples. I just feel oh God, so... Like actual goose oh, yeah. pimples, not even fake ones. <laughs> I honestly, I'm just in awe. I genuinely feel like I've made a cup of tea. You know, people are like, it's amazing. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it was really hard. Like, do you know when you but do something... Amount, you must re- get so many messages from people that, that it's happened to and they're yeah. so grateful oh, that God. you've done this work. Yeah, and that's why I didn't stop. Because mm. there's been so many times during this, because I've got a full-time job and I'm, I've got a life and, you know, I still can't afford to live in London and all that stuff. Like, life's stressful anyway. Mm. Doing this adulting. alongside that adulting is hard. There's been loads of times where I just, I said to Ryan, my lawyer, like, about, I think it was like eight months ago, I was like, I can't do, I can't do this anymore. I want it to change, but I don't, it doesn't have to be me that changes mm. it. Like, I'm happy for someone else to change it. And he wouldn't let me quit. I feel like it's very Harry Potter. You are the chosen one, dear. <laughs> Someone said that. You have to take great. on I the Dark Lord. I have to take on the Dark Lord. But it is really hard. But those messages keep going because mm. it's like twelve-year-old girls. I got a message last week from a girl at a festival who's like thirteen, and um, she got upset twice in the same day by the same guy. Oh like it's God. happening constantly, and I get so many messages. So where are we at at the moment? So in July was that when it kind of went went to Parliament, that and was then chope. yeah. Yeah, good old show. Can you tell people briefly what happened? I mean, quite a lot of people will be up to date, but can we just talk about that? Yeah, so basically the bill went to its second reading. There's eight stages in the bill before it goes to Queenie. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Wow, eight stages before Lizzie even looks at it. it. Yeah, I don't Fair know if she does, but yeah. I, I imagine she puts a stamp on it and signs it. And then oh, I feel like the Queen's quite secretly political. Have you not seen all that... Uh, that um, article about her brooches when she met Trump and what oh, they yeah. mean. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I'll send you the link. Basically, okay. the, the Queen, because obviously she can't speak politically, she was like sending secret messages oh to God. Trump, which is basically two fingers up through her brooches. Oh my God, I love her. Yeah. I think she's like kind of sassy, the Queen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, I think she does what she can in the capacity that she's that allowed. she has, yeah. yeah. So oh, to her. get to the Queen, you have eight different stages. Yeah, then it yeah. goes to Royal Ascent after the eighth stage. So basically, we got to the second reading. So to make it clearer, we tabled a private member's bill, which is a bill that any MP can table to change a law. We tabled that um, with a Lib Dem MP called Vera Hophouse. What does table mean? Sorry. Put it on the table. It, oh, literally put it official, on the table. Like, if you've tabled it, it's officially been tabled. Right, so okay. Put yeah, we, we tabled that bill. We worked on that private member's bill for a good few months. We wrote, Me and Ryan wrote the legislation, the new legislation together with a lot of law authorities across the country. And then we got to second reading. And the parliamentary system is set up, so there's 650 MPs there. 
and 649 can agree on one issue, which they did, to, to make up skating a sexual offence, but if one MP shouts object, it kills the bill. And a man called Christopher Chope, who's a backbench Conservative MP, we found out about four days before he was going to object to it. We tried to stop him, and we couldn't stop him. And they read out the bill, and he stood up and objected, and it delayed the bill massively, and basically killed it. And I was sitting opposite him in the Houses of Lords. The Houses of Lords, wow, the Houses of Parliament. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't I, I was nodding. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's he objected. I knew he was gonna do it. We've been trying to stop him, but it was really disappointing. And I went up afterwards and asked him why. And he said, Oh, I don't know what you mean, which one? Because he objects to everything as a parliamentary process. He's annoyed about the process. And I said, It's the upskating bill, my bill. And he said, Oh, I don't know what upskating is, I didn't read it. So then we had to table a different bill with the government, and now we're at third reading, we're going through to the House of Lords and it's all fine. But that was a bit of a bump in the road. So yesterday I watched a video that you retweeted with MP Ross Thompson. I love him. He, I loved that video. I wasn't only crying on the train. He's amazing. I, I kind of felt on the train that people might look over my shoulder and be like, oh, look, she's looking at Parliament things. <laughs> she's government so political. Things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what happened yesterday? So yesterday was Tuesday, the 11th of September. So where, where were we at as so of yesterday? You, last week we had the third reading. Mm-hmm. And basically what that meant was that um, they had an, uh, the last opportunity to really scrutinise the bill. So... Mm-hmm. Um, opposition MPs from like Labour or the Dem could table amendments to change the bill and then they would discuss them and then it would, the bill would go through. Um, and basically we cleared off and we did third reading and it went through and that was finalised yesterday. So Ross has been pretty much there from when I put it in the Guardian like a week after I got upskirted. Oh, really? He's been there the entire time from the very beginning and in a very like, you know, behind the scenes, not doing it for his own gain, doesn't speak about it publicly, just wants to help. Like he's mm. absolutely wonderful. So he's been great to put. That's incredible. Yeah, it's really lovely to have that, especially when you're in a really scary place and he's like the smiliest man you've ever met and he makes you feel so comfortable. Oh. He's so lovely, it's really nice. It's those people as well, the ones that aren't always shouting at what they're doing, but just doing it. Exactly. That's so, a massive thing for me, that. Yeah. Like C.S. Lewis did that do the right thing when people look the other way. Yeah. That quote, I'm Ooh. like, absolutely always. I love that. Um, have yeah, that was something we were talking about in the world of like online social media. Should people be speaking out online? I mean, I feel like they should, but then also, is that where it starts and ends? I feel like it is for a lot of people. Like, how can people incorporate yes. activism into their everyday life offline? I think that's a really good question, actually. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you are very intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> news night. <laughs> <laughs> you are holding a laptop like you're on the news, like you look very fresh. But yeah, one click activism, like one click activism, like oh, I've signed this petition, whatever. All of that stuff helps because it feeds into a pool. But there is, there's a lot more democracy we can we can engage with and we can activate in ourselves offline as well. And it, and I think it should, if it's going to work, it has to work both online and offline. You, it can't begin and end online. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think a lot of people do feel quite intimidated by it, oh and gosh, I think. Yeah that's kind of just knowing where to start because I think I felt in that position where I'm like god there's so much I want to do but it's like where do I start and oh, I, yeah. I think you're a really great example of that because you show that google it literally just google it educate yourself yeah. like no one not everyone's going to hand it to you on a plate but it's hard to like just have that knowledge and listening to you I think is particularly inspiring because you think you didn't know that you'd have the answers no I didn't no one told you the answers but it's actually kind mm. of saying with a lot of things and with a lot of examples of things that we need to change, it's like sit back and teach, like educate yourself. Yeah, mm. I get a lot of questions from people who are starting campaigns or they want to, or they've done great stuff and they're on the next one and they say like, okay, I need some advice. I've done all the research. Well, why don't I do what to do next? And it's like I give them as much advice as I can, but it's very hard because everything's so different. And I'm always like, do you know what? Use social media as a community. Like, get in touch with the people who you think can help you. Mm. Send emails. Don't. Don't be British about it. 
you can't be British mm. about it. If I had been British about any of this, I would have never got anything done. Like send five emails, like go to go and send a letter to an MP, an old fashioned letter I think to that's an MP. The thing. Works. All their details are on on the internet, aren't there. they? Their email addresses, the home addresses, so you can write to them. Yeah, you can get all that information and. Also, like, if you're doing things for the right reason, people don't mind you asking. People don't mind you asking for help. That's what you should be doing because I haven't changed all on my own. This mm. has been, like, the work of probably, like, four or five hundred people have all touched this, you know, uh, along the way. And it is a community effort. So, like, you have to find out the information. You have to reach out and ask for help. That's the only way you get stuff done. Is When you talk about that community online, is there people online who you look up to who are activists or people that have paved the way and you're like... I'm- if they can do it, like that gives me momentum to keep on going. Yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely unhealthily obsessed with Monroe Bogdorf. Like, stupidly obsessed with her. Fine. Like, I think she's so absolutely fantastic. Did you see her at New York Fashion Week? Yes, and she looked incredible. I also, she was at Emma Gallon's book launch, oh and I God. couldn't say hi to her because I was so in, I was so terrified. And then I messaged her being like, Maria, I want to say hi to you, but I was well terrified. She was like, you're an idiot, always come for a hug. She was like, come and hug me now. I was like, I'm so, you're just the best. I think she's incredible. I think it's hard enough. You know, it's easy for me to sit here and go, oh, it's really hard, because it has been really hard. But actually, it's been fairly easy for me, because mm. I'm a middle-class, like, slim white woman that people put on the front of newspapers, and they don't, you know, I'm privileged as hell. Yeah. And, like, she has been, an inc- like, a force of nature. And she's come out the other side, like, stronger and better than she's ever been. I just think that's brilliant. Go and follow her. She's incredible. But I think that's really interesting, what you said, and I wrote that in one of my questions, but I think it can feel extremely overwhelming, but we need to remember what privileges we have exactly you know as you say you're a middle-class white woman people are gonna are gonna listen to you so let's like, amplify the voices yeah. of those more marginalized 100 percent. i just think that's an obligation that in the last five years i've tried to educate myself as much as i can and I've, there's a long way for me to go on privilege but i just think that's part of my role like and i'm very happy to take that on do you know what i mean because i realize how much easier i have than everyone else and and i don't think we should see that i think a lot of people feel smothered by by educating themselves on that and they get a bit scared of it and and they shouldn't feel because actually we're liberated we're free we've got so much opportunity to do these things and they might be hard but god you can do it and help hundreds of thousands of other people i don't know why you wouldn't you know yeah maybe there'll be a, a plaque erected gina martin oh my god i think there will one oh of those god. blue ones on the houses you walk past oh my god the round blue, one you're gonna get a blue yeah, round yeah i, I might write to somebody about that i know so that that's exciting. the change we're gonna make we're gonna get you a blue plaque i would love that Gina, you probably want a nap but after, <laughs> after you've done this like do you is have you seen a future for yourself where you're kind of like right once i've done this this is what i want to do next yeah it's kind of all i want to do I work in advertising full time. It's it's really I love it. Like I love being able to go to work and do what I'm good at. Gina's boss is listening. Gina loves her job. I love it. I do love it, but it's like this is like my newfound purpose. Mm. And I I know I'm good at it, and I know I'm good with people, and I know how to leverage situations, and like it's all I want to do. Probably won't be politics next because you can't just keep being like, okay, now I've changed that one. Can I change another one, please? Like they'll just be like, no, (laughs) get that Gina out of here. She's too much. extra but I might do like uh, I'm thinking about social change and like with social platforms community guidelines and like talking to platforms about privacy and issues like that so I want to definitely do that for the rest of my life and I will do this for the rest of my life but it probably won't be in politics because that is a heavy place to be all the time oh my god I feel like just dressing for politics is hard enough yeah how many red suits have you got I thought I was gonna I started putting on like black suits with white shirts and I was like what am I this is not me Like, like what am I doing I was dressing just like them. Yeah. Can I talk about Gina's dress for a moment? Because I want oh. to talk about something. We that's our serious chat over. Yeah. Basically, in a nutshell, if you want to, if you want to change the law, if you want to change the world, go you and can. do it. Do it, yeah, you can. And you actually, can do it. Gina, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I am on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, my handle on Instagram and Twitter is at beanie gg, which can I've you had spell that out. Like Ten, yeah, b 
B-E-A-N-I-E-G-I-G-I, like Hadid, but not as good. That's your tagline. Yeah, my bias. It's very political. MP, Beanie Gigi. I know. Stella Cruz called me Gina Beanie on the news the other day. You are so Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde. Oh my god, yes! Do you get that a lot? No, I've never got that. I'm so glad that just happened. Yeah. Oh um, go and follow Gina on Instagram because her pictures, like the, the collage, what you're doing to your pictures I mean, as even, well. Even color. I mean, that, that could be a career in itself. I love collar and paint. I'm glad you're not set, settling for that because it would be an easy option. It would. It would be like, I just put beautiful, I make beautiful pictures. It is a nice little respite though when I'm on the train and I'm doing my paint stripes and I'm like, oh, that's nice, isn't it? I've had a very hard day, but that's nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I do like the pink pastel against that nice teal. It's our veal. Yeah. So Gina's dress is from ASOS, mm-hmm. but you said years ago, you specifically said 2009, and I said, would it have been as seen on screen? Liv and Gina's reaction. I have no idea what that meant. We were like, decode. Although, actually... Right, so do you remember when they used to sell, like, they sold... Celebrity-inspired Yeah, so they used to have a picture of the celebrity next to the dress. Oh, so I don't remember that. What I do remember is actually thinking, throwing me back, when I was in university, I remember I got my friend a Union Drax, like, style um, quilted, like, chain bag, and it was, like, in the style of Agnes Du. And I was like, ooh, cool. Or, like, it'd be, like, in the style of Alexa Chung. And I do remember it for being like that. Yeah, but they I literally had that. the celebrity, what they were wearing, and it was called As Seen On Screen. I can't believe that. That's cool. So, can I just ask another question that's going to be well embarrassing? Is it about As Seen On Screen? Uh, yeah. Okay. How do you pronounce it? Is it uh, is ASOS, I, right? I'm, ASOS. I'm okay, ASOS. Okay, good. But some good. people say a- ASOS. ASOS. Well, I had a boat in, and I have a boat, but I looked after a boat in Greece called ASOS, but it had two S's. So it's oh, like... there's a restaurant down the road called that. So it must be ASOS. I mean, Actually, it must be ASOS. Help me. Yeah, okay. ASOS. But, but why ASOS. is it not ASOS? Because two S's would be ASOS. Right, ASOS. okay. Because it's ASOS. I think. I'm so some... glad, guys, this is hot content. <laughs> um, I've got two more questions, just to tie into our podcast topics, which is, what have you been watching on TV this week, Gina, and what is your fridge fantasy? Oh my god, okay, <laughs> TV I'm really bad, because I don't watch TV. Okay, that's fine. Bake You're busy changing queer, the law. It's Bake Off Queer, I Bake Off Queer, that's all I do, because it makes me happy. I'm stressed. I can't watch, like, I've gone out of being able to watch scary stuff now, because I'm so stressed normally, I'm like, I just want cakes and really cool people that are fun. Yeah, I would have yeah. said, have you watched Bodyguard, but it is it's not too, It's too tense, it's not for you, I'm not that's the, that's the extent of my political involvement <laughs> is bodyguard I did watch in uh, the thick of it because I was like is it like parliament turns out it is <laughs> oh is it yeah, yeah. oh okay I'm gonna have to watch so that, that was then. fun um that's tv fridge fantasy oh my god do you know what I just after a hard day, after a hard day in parliament what are you going home and you're hoping that's in there oh my god I'm hoping there's do you know what? I would love like a a, a perfectly triangular stack of like icy cold profiteroles Ooh. but then you've dribbled you've dribbled um, chocolate on it and it's gone cracky because it's so cold I'd love that <gasps> oh, I can see you know the condensation I mean? on the chocolate yeah like the oh. little droplets yeah. oh joy no I'm just completely in awe I just oh, think mate, like, thank you you make I, I think anyone that will be listening you do make people feel like anything is possible Oh, that's so lovely, and I really hope I do, because I genuinely believe it is, and I'm kind of annoyingly positive, so it's nice that I do make people feel like that. Yeah, one of my questions that I did not ask, and since I've got 30 seconds... Go on. <laughs> did it, did how it. do you keep that positive mental attitude? Um, I don't know. Oh, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> no, my mum, my family, my mum and dad brought me up to be the most positive person ever. My mum is unbelievable, and I've always done better for being positive yeah yeah. even when things have been crap like that being up to good was crap but then being like you know i'll turn negative into a positive like you always end up better 
through that. It's That's hard sometimes, but it's true. Such a good finishing note. I feel like we're starting a thing now. This Just is like going to be the, po- the fringe of it. I'm never going to so wash this bedding. I'm never going to wash it. Yeah, well, never wash I would it. like to say thank you to Gina on behalf of all women and, and mankind everywhere that oh wear my skirts. God, guys. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you guys for having You're me. You're making the world a safer and better and more wonderful safe place I, I'm so. excited to see what you do next I know it's going to be amazing also when the law changes we're having a party where everyone wears skirts and my lawyer's going to come in his kilt you girls have to come in skirts oh my god I might take my skirt above the knee for I'm this so do whatever you want I'm going to wear the skirt I haven't worn it since it happened yeah I love that oh you still god. have it I know. right me and Liv will do the canapes that'll be our contribution yeah, yeah we'll do that the canapes Oh, the canapes. <laughs> I'm so proud to know you. Oh, so thank, thank you, you for coming I love you on. Guys. I feel like I might start crying. No, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. yeah, thank you for being our first wonderful guest. It's been a joy. I love this podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, stop. <laughs> We truly hope you have enjoyed our first ever interviewing guest on the Fringe of It. We have been so excited to talk to Gina for such a long time. She is absolutely amazing, completely awe-inspiring. We also wanted to add a little note because one of Gina's amazing friends, Samantha Baines, started... Who was in the crown, by the way, just as a side note. Thank you. Thank you, Charlotte. um, Has started a crowdfunder for Gina because she has completely self-funded all this campaign, which is, I think, one of the most selfless and inspiring acts of just pure women for women definitely especially when you're working like bear in mind she's juggling a full-time job you know living in london and you know i feel sometimes i'm like oh god i can't i can't manage everything i can't like see my friends be a good daughter be a good sister everything and it's amazing so if you would like to support gina with her amazing campaign and just taking on the world which i think is something we do not ask for enough i think yeah gina's wine fund or yeah. it's more than that rent fund <laughs> life fund yeah world changing fund um so if you go to www.crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash dash upskirting dash bill we'll put a link in the show notes and i'll also put a link in the facebook group but you can make a pledge and it'll all go straight to Gina and she can do with it as she will. Yeah, and she is amazing. I promise it'll be so, so worthwhile. I fully suggest an all-inclusive holiday, Gina. <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine that? Dad? I love that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you and see you next week. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.